Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Discovery Call. I am Danny, your host, and today we are going to meet Andrea. We're going to talk all about what does an OBM do, how is it different from a VA, but also how she provides strategy to business owners. So listen in and get to know Andrea and all that she does, and maybe learn some tricks on how you can hire your next hire with some good, insightful questions. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to Discovery Call Podcast, where we are all about connecting business owners with their next person to meet their outsourcing needs. Business owners, I know it can be hard to find that right person when you are ready to outsource your business. So come here, listen in a Discovery Call, get to know someone, and find your next person even faster. But service providers, this podcast is for you too. We get to cheer each other on, learn from each other, and honestly, grow our network even more. So everyone tune in because I know you are ready to finally level up your business and this is the place that will help you do so. Welcome to the podcast, Andrea. Can you tell our guests a little bit about you, where you're from and what you do? Of course. Yes. So I am Andrea Olibro. Um, I am a certified online business manager slash upscaling and system strategist. And I also coach uh, soulful service providers. And currently I am based in Miami, Florida. Okay. Excellent. So you have a lot going on. That's yes. awesome. Awesome. And you must enjoy variety as well, right? Balancing between those three things. Very much so. Very much. I'm quite the uh, multi-passionate entrepreneur. So I love variety because I feel like it kind of gives a little spiciness and excitement to my business you know, they all kind of feed into each other a bit, right? So what you gain from here, you gain in there. So that's awesome. Exactly. That's very good. So what did you start off doing? What was like that first step into your journey? Yeah. So I actually come from nursing and I went from nursing with no experience in anything to starting a virtual assistant business. Okay. Very good. So virtual mm-hmm. assistant. Yeah. And then did from there, did you transition into the OBM? Yeah, so I, so my my story is it's fun. I like it. Is um, that I started out as a virtual assistant. I needed to replace my income to survive, so I did that in five months. Quit my job, accidentally started a boutique BA agency, um, and then I was like, oh, I'm really into this. Let me become a certified online business manager. So I decided that was my next step, and I went ahead and did my certification, and then yeah, became an OBM from there. Okay. And then from that whole journey, you learn a lot of strategy and that kind of lends into what you're doing now as well. Exactly. I learned all the strategy for all the things. So yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. We can all glean from what you have learned. That is perfect. So can you tell our listeners some, you know, you hear VAs and OBMs and like, what is the difference? So what would be the difference between a virtual assistant and then the OBM? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So a VA is somebody who's doing the tasks. So, and of course there are VAs at all different levels from admin to tech VAs to somebody who's, who are, there are VAs who do system build out, build outs and things like that. But traditionally they're very task oriented, whereas an OBM, an online business manager is like the chief operating officer of an online business. So really the OBM is the partner with the business owner and they Combine So I combine both strategy with the management. So an OBM will manage the day-to-day of the business, manage the launches, manage the teams, do the hiring, manage all the things basically. So that way the business owner does not have to be in the day-to-day 
the OBM makes sure the right thing gets done by the right person at the right time. And the business owner can focus on the things that only they can do because they know that they have somebody there who's making sure that everything gets done and gets done correctly. Okay, awesome. So if someone's listening in and they're that solopreneur or they're really looking to level up, what would be the signs that what you need is an OBM and Mm. not a VA? So definitely we're starting with a VA. Right. So like that's the first hire that you're going to make is somebody who's assisting you doing the task, things like that. When an OBM is needed is actually when you're a, become a six figure business. So you're kind of, that's kind of like the baseline for when you really should be thinking about getting an OBM in your business and you kind of have more things going on. You're finding yourself very much torn between like, I don't have the time to do all my things and answer all the questions from my team and I'm very stressed out. And you really need that other person there to manage all the things. So, which is actually, it's funny because there's this middle piece, right? Of the people who, you know, they have their VA and then they're not quite ready for an OBM. And that's why I, that's the little window there where I like to offer the business owners, my scaling and systems (laughs) consultation services, because there's not really something to help them get to that space where they can really scale and have the systems in place. So, so hopefully that makes sense. So when you're kind of there's levels to the business. So when you're, you know, you're at the beginning, you have a lot of stuff going on, you feel good with your VA, you feel like you can get things done and start really moving along, then you're great. Then you get to this point where that's just not enough anymore. And there's too many things going on. And then that's where the OBM comes into play. So they can take that piece away from you. That is excellent. I love that you also acknowledge that middle ground, because with every stage in business, there's always that transition period. Mm-hmm. to getting to that next stage and that you assist with that because like you can kind of get stuck right in certain stages of your business and feel exactly. like I don't know how to scale up from here like there's only so much of me that can go around exactly so, exactly yeah. yeah and I think that's not something that's addressed that I see too often I feel like there's this gap in between the six figure and the starting out where you're like wait I need I need things like, what can I do? Like, how can I scale? I don't know, you know? So you kind of need somebody to come in and help you figure out like the systems, the backend stuff that you can put into place to really help you to get to that six figure place where then you can hire the OBM to take over the management. Ah, that is perfect. Yeah. We can't like just sacrifice our sleep and our health to scale up. Like that's not an option, right? (laughs) No, no, I don't recommend that. (laughs) I work very hard on having a work-life balance and yes, exactly. That is perfect. I love it. So who is your ideal client, really? I work with solopreneurs. So I'm working with these heart-centered entrepreneurs that are really doing these beautiful things in the world and are serving people. And this could range from a lot of different things. I have clients who are, you know, business coaches, but they're also a bit spiritual. I have clients who are sex coaches or female embodiment coaches. I have all sorts of different things like that, but they all kind of identify more in this soulful, heart-centered type of a business. I find that for me, it's very interesting because one, that's what, you know, I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about helping people help people. (laughs) And I come from a, you know, nursing background. So I come from the serving background as well. Uh, And I find personality wise that I'm the grounding force in their business oftentimes. And it's a really good match between like, I love what you're doing and you get to go and be your true self and and do your things. And then I can get the things done (laughs) that need to get done to be able to serve more people. 
I think that's excellent to be that grounding piece. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, that's got to feel so good <laughs> when you have someone who just kind of keeps things running in the background. And right. that is awesome. Exactly. And they feel support. Like they know that, that they have somebody there who really has their back. And so do you help them develop a team? Yes, for sure. For sure. I love that's actually one of the things that I love to do because I really love training and hiring. So I love and I love talking to people. So I actually really love the discovery call process. And um, I have this talent for matching the per- the right personality for the right for my clients because that's really important is to to work with people who you know who work well with you because I'm sure you've had the experience or maybe you've had clients where like there's just something that's not going well and and there's not your fault it's not their fault it's nobody's fault but it's just kind of a mismatch between between the people, you know, so it's really important when you're hiring and when you're looking for both sides to really actually take a look into, you know, like look at their personality and see like, would we really mesh and work well together? Yeah. My mentor has said that's often something that people forget about when they're hiring mm. someone, what is their personality? And mm. a lot of people will go through multiple team members or what have you, because they're not really paying attention to that part. And I think oftentimes they say what broke down was communication. And do you find that personality has a big part to play in a communication breakdown? Yes, 100%. It's so interesting too, because communication is huge. And yes, that's part of the personality because you have sometimes, you know, you'll have a service provider who will be like, well, I don't want to bother them. I don't want, you know, and the uh, entrepreneur is like, no, no, like I want the people to talk, you know, like I don't, it's not bothering me. I want you to ask me all the questions or vice versa. So if you're thinking, if you're just kind of assuming something and not actually communicating it, then it's not going to work. You know, you really need to actually figure out like, how do you like that's And that's questions that I even like to, to ask, you know, is how do you communicate? How do you like to work? What is, you know, what's your style? So it's, it is really, really, really important. That yeah. is, that is. Mm-hmm. And so you really have become an expert in just sitting down, having a 30-minute discovery call with someone and be able to assess if this will be a good fit or not. Yeah. Uh, what are some questions you think that people honestly forget to ask when they are sitting down and they said they're looking for their first VA or what have you? What What are some good questions that you think people tend to forget? Um. One of my favorite new questions that I've added on is to ask about their boundaries. And I think this is huge and it helps so much. So if you're like, oh, like for instance, in my case, we were talking about working all the time. I don't do client work on the weekends unless there's an emergency. So if somebody expects that, then I'm not going to be a good fit for them. So I asked them, you know, so because it's on both sides, so it can go either way. Like, also, what are the boundaries in your business? And I had this recently, where I have a client who she's like, I'm gonna, you know, I might message you or email you at six in the morning, because that's when I'm doing things, but I don't expect you to write to answer me back. You have total freedom to do your work when you need to do it. And if I didn't ask that piece, what her boundaries were, then I wouldn't have that knowledge. And then I would be stressed out thinking that, oh my God, she's you know, emailing me at 6am. I need to answer back right away. Or she thinks I'm not doing anything, but asking that boundaries question, it really opens the door to this straightforward discussion type of a thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I actually was recently talking to a client of mine and they made it very clear right off the bat. I don't expect this to be done within 24, 40 hours of being tasked on you. So like, it's not like ASAP or, you mm-hmm. know, here are the work times that I expect you to respond by. It just was very helpful because when you get that assignment, you could, uh, if there's no communication about those boundaries, you could think this has to be done today. And like, no, you have a minute. <laughs> so, right. Exactly. Exactly. 
Um, and to, I read another really good question to ask when you're hiring is tell me about a time you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And it's not about the mistake. It's about how they handle the mistake. Yeah. And because yeah. everybody's going to make mistakes, but yeah. do they, did they acknowledge the mistake? You know, did they try to fix it? Did they, you know, what happened? Did they quit the job and run away and not work with a client anymore? So I think that's also um, really important to ask. And I love to hear the other two things to assess would be proactivity and passion. So the passion piece is also really important because you really want somebody who's excited about your business, working in your business. That's why I work with solopreneurs because I'm really excited because, you know, that you could be a website designer, like period for whoever. And, but is that the person, you know, it's like, it keeps your team. If they're excited about what you're doing, then they want to stay with you and they're excited to help you and they're going to do even more. So having somebody passionate is super important. So why do you want to work with me? You know, so why, why is this a good fit? And being proactive. And this might take a little bit of digging. So you're like, oh, are you proactive? <laughs> you know, but it's kind of like, that's a weird question. But it's, you know, so let's say I give you something and you don't know how to do it. How would you handle that? And so you can kind of assess things like that. So because you don't want somebody who you have to hold their hand all the time and who is just kind of like waiting back and waiting for you to do things. So having this proactive, passionate person on your team, it's a beautiful, who you like, (laughs) you would love to have lunch with. Beautiful combination. That is, that's some really good advice. Because like, yeah, the people who like, they have a question, they don't know exactly what to do. They could do one or two things. And one of them is just try to do it without asking questions and things end up being really weird. So that's a really good question. (laughs) And just an encouragement for all those listening who might be on this other end of being interviewed and Mm. looking for that job, or they're just starting off. If you have a question, ask the question and Mm -hmm. be clear about your boundaries and learn from your mistakes. So I think that's Mm -hmm. really good. And be passionate and don't just look for any old you know, figure out who, what do you like to do? Who do you, and it might take you, who do you like to do it for? And it might take you a little bit of discovery along the way, but you'll be so much happier if you're doing what you actually like to do and you love your clients. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that tendency when you first start off, you're just anyone with a heartbeat, I'll work for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. but then you kind of, you want to narrow it down to like, all right, who do I work well with? And that makes such a huge difference. Right. And you can niche to personality as well, you know, so it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a traditional type of niching, but it is really important. Like when I started out, I had this client and he like made apps or something and I didn't really care about his business that much, (laughs) you know, and he was very nice, but it was just like, eh. And so eventually it just didn't work out because it wasn't something I was passionate about. So, and it could be the same thing, you know, I could be writing newsletters for him versus who will, you know, the same job, but it's a different feeling and a different energy you bring to it. It is. And I, I joke, my, my husband has ADHD and a lot of people I work for actually, actually have ADHD. So for whatever reason, I am like a magnet. And I, I think it's just because I, I don't get too worked up about the little details, mm-hmm. but I am also a detailed person. It's just it's just funny how you just find your, your niches, people. Is that what you say? Your niche is ADHD? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it is. Yeah. I found like ADHD people, like they are, I feel like they have a superpower that I don't have. They oh, okay. can't, they're so visionary and, and exciting to work with. And I find them downright delightful. And then I just bring on the organization to them and they they think you're a genius. I'm I'm really not. I'm just <laughs> different. Oh, you are. You are an organizational <laughs> genius. So we all yeah. have our different areas that we excel at and you are a good exactly. balance to them. So it yeah. works out really well. So yeah. It's really cool. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So 
you are all about that team management and so much strategy and system goes into that. And I think you have so much that you can just, I I could, we could sit with you for a long time and just learn from you, but what would be some advice that you would have? I'm thinking of that person Mm -hmm. in between, right? They have a VA, they want to level up. What is that? What are some advice that you would have Mm -hmm. to give? So as many things that are repetitive that you have start creating systems. And what does that mean? So this means you, so there are things in your business that you know, you're going to offboard eventually because you're going to grow and you're going to level up, you're going to scale. So if you start early and maybe when you're doing a task, record, do a screen recording of you doing this thing. So you have it. So that way, an SOP, a standard operating procedure can be written, which is really just step-by-step instructions about this task. So when you're like, oh, you know, somebody, I'm going to hire this person to do this, you have something for them to follow, and then they can write it out in instructions. So then from then on forward, you know, you have something to follow for whoever you hire to do this type of a thing. So if you're thinking, even before you're hiring, if you're saying like, you know, these are things that I know I'm going to offboard, do the first step. So prepare for it. Just screen record yourself doing it, walk through doing it, and then you have something. So that way, when it's time to bring somebody on, you don't have to sit there for three hours and train them because you've already recorded yourself doing it. And then you can just answer their questions and make sure that this SOP, you know, kind of walks everybody through. So that really is a long-winded way of saying to think about it early and prepare yourself early because it's going to save you time in the future and you're going to be so happy you do. Oftentimes when people hire, they're already at a crazy level and they hire oftentimes like later than they quote unquote should because they're like, okay, now I need somebody desperately and everything's insane. So if you do this ahead of time, then beautiful. The Another tip is to really set your team up for success. And this is through a couple of things, but one thing is clear communication. So just like in your relationships, communication is key. And um, doing this, please use a project management tool. I have, I can't tell you how many of these six and seven figure businesses I've been in and they don't have ClickUp or Asana. There's nothing. They're just like emailing and carrier pigeon and texting. I don't even know what, but I like the pigeon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it feels like sometimes I know you've been there when it's tasks coming at you from all sorts of directions. Yes. We've got to hone it in a little bit. And even if you're like doing like super crazy basic, I don't care. You're like the person you bring on can organize it and make it pretty. Just like when you delegate a task, have the instructions and have the due date, have clear, clear communication because people, you cannot read each other's minds. And, you know, if you, and if you give that task to, if you're like, Oh, do this. And you message it to them, they might think you have, they have to drop everything and do it right then and there. When really you're just telling them, cause it came on, you know, you it popped into your head and you're like, Oh, let me get this out of my brain. <laughs> so exactly. have a due date, have clear communication around that and who's doing it. You know, um, and then yeah, the training and the SOPs and SOPs I can't even tell you are like the best things since sliced bread. So having just instructions because your business should not be people based; it should be process based. Because what if you hire Sally and then she's sick one day and she can't do it, and she's the only one who knows how to do this thing, and then everything falls apart, and we don't want that. So having these, you know, these instructions are for SOPs are key. I love that. Long windedness, but I couldn't stop myself. (laughs) It's like I have so many things. (laughs) I I love your passion. That's perfect. I've never heard that before, but it's so good. It's 
process-based. It's not mm-hmm. people-based. And it is so important that you don't have all the processes in one brain. If that brain's gone, there you are with yes, nothing. Exactly. And I really love the idea that while your pants are not on fire, make recordings of your systems. Like this yes. is how I do it yes. because yeah, oftentimes it is when the house is on fire, you're like, all right, I need somebody now. And and, and then it's super to... stressful to be like, oh, now I have to train them how to do it. I might as well just do it myself. And then you keep yes. doing that. <laughs> you keep, you know, putting it off and off and off. And then it just kind of becomes a whole hot mess. So, yeah. Yes. And I think as business owners, we forget that what we know is worthwhile recording and putting down, right? Like the processes yes. that we have evolved to for our business. We do know a lot. It might not feel like it anymore because it's been over the course of years. So say someone wants to work with you. What does that process look like? Um, I get, I think there's a lot of ways to work with you. So like, it's true. <laughs> which is perfect. Is but um, what, what are some packages? How does that kind of look like for you? Yeah. So, and also I just want to say, I know it might sound like, oh, this girl does way too many things, but there's a method to my madness. So, <laughs> and there's a reason for the thing. So I just say that really there's, um, the best way would be to just reach out to me. So let's say you're like, oh, I'm interested. I don't quite know because she does so many things. It's like, let's just have a chat. I have a discovery call, discovery call on, um, on Instagram, on my website, and all of these, I assume, will be in show notes. So welcome to have a chat and I can see how I will help you. Let's start from the top down. So let's say you're a six, seven figure OBM and you're or OBM, six or seven figure business owner, and you're like, oh, I would love to have this, this OBM thing. Sounds amazing. What do I do? For that, I, I work with just a few one on one like retainer packages. So these are just ongoing, and I do all the things I said at the beginning. So doing the managing of all the back end stuff, including the systems and all that good stuff. So to get your business really organized and running like a well oiled machine. So that is OBM world. Then we have the middle ground of the entrepreneurs who are maybe you're making like, you know, five to $8,000 a month. You're like, oh, I know I need these things, these systems and things in place to scale. I'm not at the place where I can get an OBM. I have a package for them as well, <laughs> you guys. So this is um, working one-on-one and I help you to implement some of these with my expertise. And I have a lot, all the stuff really already laid out. I have all the SOPs and all the this and that. And we work together and I see what you have and what processes we really need to get in place for you to be able to scale. And we get those in place together. And it's really cool to get you to that place where, oh, now you can hire an OBM because now you're at the six-figure mark. So that's them. And then we have the service providers. So for soulful service providers who are starting out, who really want that clarity, who want to live this aligned laptop lifestyle and really want to serve these entrepreneurs, especially these soulful entrepreneurs. That's kind of my specialty area. Um, So I do one-on-one coaching with service providers, uh, which is really cool because I get to take all of my knowledge I have from both being a VA and from hiring VAs you know, on both sides of the fence to be able to help coaching clients. So those are all the things that I do for all the people. And all it is is just reaching out to me and I'm happy to discuss whatever you guys want to talk about. That is so exciting. What I really love that you do is that you really take whoever comes to you, they are going to have so much knowledge just right there, right? So if you are just starting off, you can say, hey, like this is what you can look for. And and then if you want to move up to where you can get an OBM, you you really just know what it looks like when you get there. And I just, I really love that, that they're just yes. going to have this really holistic package of knowledge and and passion and 
I love it. So yeah, totally. Good. And just for one quick example, one of my current uh, service provider coaching clients, she is now all kind of unexpectedly moving into an OBM role to some of her clients. So it was really cool because I get to coach, you know, not so that wasn't necessarily something that was thinking about starting out with and it's kind of sort of happened developed in our time together so it's really awesome that I'm able to help her on that road as well so I love that you know I've been in the back end of all the businesses and do all the things so I get to take all of that and really help help all of my beautiful people I love that yes and I find that too when you start your business that you all of a sudden you find yourself like oh wow I am doing a lot of this. I think this is what I'm going to be doing. Right. <laughs> I start off as a virtual assistant and and I still I still do that for some of my clients, obviously. But um, I found that I do a ton of writing. And so mm-hmm. I kind of was like, oh, I think that's really where it's at for me. So it's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and kinda, it's such a cool journey. It is. It you really know, is. It's like, even there's, it's an up and down journey, but it's a really cool journey to go on. What are you learning right now? What is your thing? Mm. So aside from my business stuff, I have actually been a dancer for many, many, many years. So I salsa dance and bachata, and now I'm learning a new type of dance well, for me, which is called Zouk, which is a Brazilian, well, kind of Brazilian dance. So I just started that this month, I think I've taken like four classes or so. So it's funny because I have been a salsa dancer since like uh, 2003 or something. So it's been a really long time. So now a new type of dance from starting from the very beginning, from the very bottom and learning all the basic stuff is a whole new experience, but it's really fun. And it's a good reminder, you know, of, of that whole process and that whole growth journey. It's exciting. Okay. So when you say like salsa dancing, is it like something you do on the weekends? I mean, are you, do you compete? Like, what does that look like for you? I, I have performed and have competed in the past, but at this point, yeah, I've been doing it for so long. And I used to, I mean, if you want to salsa dance, you can go every night of the week. (laughs) You can do it all the time, but I save it for the weekends because your girl is working and tired so like so yeah I just go dancing for fun on the weekends now okay that's awesome that's for that like if you ever want to salsa dance you could go any night I love that literally, but yeah everyone knows that yeah. she's working really hard she only does it on the weekends <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is awesome though I love I love that you shared your hobby and just something that you always love doing and and that you make time for that that's perfect mm-hmm. that's good mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I am sure there is someone out there who just really needs to talk to you or just really (laughs) wants to talk to you. So what is the best way to reach you? Mm. The best way would be let's on Instagram. And so two sides, I have two Instagram accounts. One is for the service providers, which is VA Coach Andrea. And the other account would be for my soul, my soulpreneurs, which is dancingleaf.obm. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It was awesome talking to you. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I think one of my favorite parts about this interview was how Andrea really broke down the different levels of a business owner and how she can meet you at those different areas. So if you're interested in talking to Andrea about her services or get to know a little bit more about what she does, reach out to her. All of her information is down there in the show notes. But also just connect with her and network with her. Maybe even learn from her or anything like that. This is what this podcast is all about. So be sure to reach out to Andrea. 
And without further ado, this is your friendly podcast manager reminding you that yes, your podcast is a great idea. And yes, I would love to talk to you about it. So if you want to talk about how a podcast could be some anchor content into your marketing strategy for your business, or maybe you just have a passion project you would like to talk about, I would love to talk to you. So without further ado, I will see you next week or two (laughs) for another episode of Discovery Call. I'll see you then.